Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Filled with on fright, see Jurassic right, bathed in ember light, see Jurassic right, see Jurassic right, 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 see Jurassic right, 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 see Jurassic right, 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 see Jurassic right, see Jurassic right, see Jurassic Park. Welcome to See Jurassic Right. I'm your host, Stephen Ray Morris, and today is a new episode of Park Experts, a segment where I chat with my guest about Jurassic Park, dinosaurs, and everything in between in a more casual setting than the season one and forthcoming season two episodes, now set for early 2020. So don those khaki shorts and don't forget your Hawaiian shirt, and let's dive in. This week's guest, Bryce Dallas Howard Network and Jurassic Vault creator, Jennifer Tarek. Congrats again on the wedding and the baby announcement since we recorded this episode. We chat about the ways we both relate and love the character of Claire Deering, her Jurassic Park origin story, why the Jurassic Universe has been in retrograde, and how Jurassic World 3 can fix this, and more. Hold on to your butts and enjoy the show. Now that I can see, um, so glad to have you on the show, Jennifer. Um, Me too. I'm excited. Or do you prefer Jen or Jennifer? Whatever you want. <laughs> Whatever comes out. <laughs> uh, it's, I've met uh, I've met somebody who's named Jenny. Like that, they weren't Jennifer. They were actually born in born Jen- Jenny. 
I thought whatever. I know somebody like that too. She was a year older than me in high school and she was just Jenny and that was it. <laughs> You're like, curse you, Jenny. No. Um, <laughs> so what's, it's fun. Well, I was like, I don't want to dive into it too quickly, but I just feel like since this is going to come out after Jurassic June. <laughs> after Jurassic June. Sorry again, y'all. And it all ended happily uh, because you are the creator and run BryceAllisHoward.net. Um, or Bryce Dallas Howard Network. I always say Bryce Dallas Howard.net for some reason. That's always the first thing that comes to my mind. That's totally legit because I wanted that. I wanted that um, domain, but it was taken when I did all this. And I was disappointed. Who took that? We got (laughs) to... I don't know. I feel like I'm just saying it enough that maybe, hopefully, it'll be... But the Bryce Dallas Howard Network, uh, I mean, we should... uh, We'll go back to the early days, but what is that... What was it even like? Because I feel like... It was just such a weird thing, and then it, I'm so glad it all worked out. Oh, the whole the whole thing, yeah. my whole empire. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> all that hard work you put into it, you know. I mean, that's that's the thing that's so cool, you know, in the online Jurassic community, is uh, the Bryce Lewis Howard Network, and you know your dedication to just so many high quality photos, and Aww. and you know really just keeping up with everything. And kind of being that resource also, you know, with Jurassic Vault also just starting. Um, I was going to say, what is it about, like, preserving that stuff that appeals to you? Like, when did you want to do that kind Um, of thing? You Actually, you hit a really, really excellent point that I don't know if I really put together until... Until the vault, I think, because my whole life, I'm a Virgo, so my whole life I enjoy putting things in order, and if something is not, if it's missing or it's not the best quality, like, it bugs me. Like, my whole life I've been doing this, and I've been in fandoms forever, and I've done similar things, not to either one of these extents, but similar things before in other fandoms, and it's all a matter of preserving things. I, I even did this one website for this Broadway actress because all of her stuff gets lost because, um, it, you know, things come up on broadwayworld.com and then the archives just don't collect them and then they're gone. And and the first time this ever happened to me was I was in a Smallville fandom. I was big in the Smallville fandom back in the day. And um, I always I was following Erica Duran. She was like my childhood hero. And I remember this one video in 2007 that they put up and I wanted to go back and watch it maybe a year later and it was gone and I was devastated and I'm like okay something clicked I'm like no one's saving this stuff and so I started saving her stuff and now it's just kind of been a thing (laughs) well yeah I mean it it, people think the internet's forever but I mean yeah if you if you're not actually propagating it if you're not talking about it if you're not kind of keeping track of it then it just yeah why would anybody keep uh, a Tomb Raider trading card game website active or something or um, you know when I first started getting into like kind of the tail end of my my childhood Jurassic Park fandom Dan's JP3 page and I'm so thankful Uh that um, it's still archived somewhere so it's like you can't actually type Dan's JP3 page.com you have to like go to another thing like an archived I don't know whatever they're oh, called. Um, oh, the Wayback Machine? Yeah, yeah. Is that what that is? Oh, I live by that. Thing. Yeah. Yes. So, like, I'm so thankful that somebody thought to put that website on there because I was able to find, like, old Jurassic Park fan fiction and even just, like, news and... and I mean, there's just certain it, stuff where it's like people will people uh, like I've I was talking to Clayton Fioriti of I have such a weird vendetta against the Jurassic Park wiki because I feel like sometimes they don't not sometimes they never cite their sources. 
And I was like on a bender of like, I'm going to try and prove this thing or like I need to find the evidence for this thing. And then I ended up going into the Wayback Machine and doing all that stuff. So um, and but- even even the Wayback Machine doesn't have everything all the time. It, it sometimes expires and you can't get certain pages and that's not even a legit archive. Yeah, it's just kind of, it's just another, like, it's like your closet, you know, like you just dump everything (laughs) in and hopefully some stuff is preserved, but you might not find it. Um, Exactly. Yeah. What made you want to, I guess, like, you know, what what is your Jurassic Park origin story? I actually don't know. Oh, okay. Um, Well, it actually goes back way, way, way. I was three years old when Jurassic Park came out and my dad raised me on it. Basically, he raised me on dinosaurs. He raised me on dinosaur games because back in the 90s, dinosaur games on the PC was very popular. So I had all of those and I was just really into dinosaurs and I had older cousins that would leave their Jurassic Park toys over my grandma's house. And so I'd always play with them. And so it was always surrounded by it. And my dad like encouraged it and it was our kind of thing growing up. And, and I was really into it. And even when Jurassic World came out, I was one of the people who were pretty angry when the first trailer hit. I was <laughs> I was mad about the raptor training. I'm like, this is so dumb. You can't do that. They're, they're wild animals. Like, I was really angry, so I just let it go. And I, I didn't look at any more trailers. I just was kind of living my life, and that was it. And then when Jurassic World came out, I saw it. I'm so bad. I saw it on the Monday after the weekend. So I, I know. I was, I was so mad at it. I went to a Comic-Con like two weeks before. Or three weeks before and everyone was like you excited for Jurassic because I wore my Jurassic shirt and all that and I'm like I don't know this new movie it's it better not screw it up yeah. like, I was really cynical about it but um so I was I watched it and oh my goodness I loved it so hard so hard and and obviously Claire is my favorite yeah. thing ever oh my goodness like she she's a normal girl and she's not she's not a superhero she's nothing but she saves the day anyway without superpowers without strength without anything she just perseveres and i I just love her and i know she gets so much hate but (laughs) i just love her so much and then bryce follows that of course yeah well i mean that's the thing i when i talk about like my favorite characters in you know the jurassic franchise claire really is in some ways, probably my favorite character overall. I mean, disregarding like maybe what I think of one movie or another, like obviously Jurassic Park will always be my favorite. But as far as like a compelling character that I am so excited that we get to follow um, and sometimes what makes me mad about certain movies is that like I see her journey. And to me, it's a very relatable one. Uh, if, yeah. if anybody's worked in middle management, if anybody's worked that kind of soul sucking day job, you, mm-hmm. you kind of it kind of does again, like I said, suck your soul. And so but you but that doesn't make you a bad person. And, you know, I think that that to me was like the heart of her journey in Jurassic World and into Fallen Kingdom of like, I like that idea of a character who's like working for like, you know, quote unquote, the like corporation, but kind of through her adventure learns like learns. It's almost like she learns the machine that she was part of, but then also is empowered to actually make a difference. You know, I was um, uh, in in an earlier interview, it was like. You know, we're talking about, uh, you know, Grant or Malcolm who like run away and don't want to have anything to do with the park anymore. Owen, you know, at the beginning of Fallen Kingdom Mm -hmm. is like, I'm in the woods and she's like the one taking the problem head on. And I I mean, yeah, that's honestly one thing that I love the most about her is her ambition, because I'm pretty ambitious. I'm an ambitious person, but I'm not 
brave per se. Like I would not do well in those circumstances. I'd be the first one eating. It's just a disaster <laughs> in every way. Oh, me too. And, yeah. So, I mean, and I, I'm, I'm more book smart, I guess. And I am very organized as you could tell by my endeavors. Yes. I'm very organized and I'm very, very list making. I'm very that way. Like I'm just like her. And whenever I see a character like that, saving the day not being secondary to a man not being not that there's anything wrong with that really but in this movie in my jurassic movie my jurassic franchise that i was so afraid to see this sequel of and i I thought it would be bad and i'm watching (laughs) it and i'm i'm like this is this is someone like me it's not a, a superhero it's not somebody who is outstanding at anything athletics anything they're they're just doing their job and they know their job and they're smart and they're ambitious and they got there for a reason and now they're they're getting themselves out of it and they're using what they know to do it and i'm just like this is the greatest character of all time and then i go online and the backlash is just sad (laughs) like i'm like who is are you watching the same thing as me yeah it's crazy well yeah and i think sometimes that's my that's my issue sometimes with jurassic world is that I almost wish like there's like the one or two deleted scenes where she kind of explains a little bit more of how she's feeling on the inside. And it's like, I feel like if people would have seen that, then they would understand instead of maybe like, you know, villainizing her a little bit, you know, because she's just she's just she's just trying to get shit done, man. She's just trying to, like, get her job done. And, you know, like eventually once you see that, you know like oh god these animals are alive and like what have we been doing you know like you have to be able to like redeem yourself and and she she fully does the right thing and so i feel like and there really is so many layers what i always say is you could see her thinking all the time like she's never just standing there and like waiting for the next line i guess that's a brace thing because she's not just standing there and just like waiting for a line and saying her line good and then waiting like she's always there in in jurassic world anyway she's thinking all the time like claire is always thinking and and trying to figure something out and she's always um like in motion doing something and i i like that a lot i noticed that i was noticeably noticeable for me i like that a lot yeah because she's constantly being like fed new information people around are fucking things up whether it's misrani or hoskins or you know great like everyone is just like wait i'm gonna go do this it's like no don't get the helicopter like (laughs) you're fucking things up for everybody I know it's like she's always processing something, and and I love that because it's just oh my goodness, I love uh, her. Um, and to me, I feel like when people, because you know, on some level, maybe her character is more likable in Fallen Kingdom just because it's like saving the dinosaurs and stuff. It's kind of more accessible or whatever. But I kind of feel like she's she hasn't the Claire that we see in Jurassic World isn't different from the one in Fallen Kingdom. It's like she's still, you know, she's still using her knowledge of the park. She's still demanding and ambitious Mm. of the people around her. So I feel like to me, it feels like a natural progression of somebody who like learned their, you know, who's who's learned and grown. Here's where we meet our fork in the road. Okay, so I see what you're saying, and I agree to maybe a tiny little point, but for the most part, I gotta say, uh, this isn't the Jurassic World Claire. This Claire, Jurassic World Claire, never would have gotten tricked by males that quickly. What I always say, what I always say was, I always told Brad in our podcast that this is how I wish it would have happened. They would have had their little meeting in the mansion, and he would have told her a plan, and then like the next scene should be sitting with Zia or someone and saying, okay, this is what he said. I don't believe him. I'm getting a backup plan just in case. So she calls in her backup plan. They go to the island. Mills finds her backup plan. 
the audience knows this. Claire does not know this, but the audience sees Mills find her backup plan, get rid of her backup plan. She's on the island thinking she has a backup in case mm. something happens. And then all that crap, ha- all everything, everything happens the same way it did. <laughs> the only difference is she was smart enough to have a backup plan, although he foiled it without her knowing. Like, that's the only difference. Yeah. Well, that would have made a huge difference. I, I like that. I, I almost see it as maybe that she was just so desperate to like... You know that 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 idea, the the way they position it, but yeah, I mean, it's I get that, yeah. But I, it's not my Claire. That's not, <laughs> it's not her. I mean, well, but I also think like what's so great, at least, about Claire is that it's almost. I I wonder. I'm. I feel like Bryce Ellis Howard has a lot to say about her character, or like. I feel like she's more involved in it than, like, say, Chris Pratt. I feel like Chris Pratt probably just shows up to set and does this stuff where I feel like Bryce is is really involved in her character. Yeah, I do, too. I mean, I remember back when she did, I think it was The View or The Talk or one of those, like, really early on when she was promoting New Zealand stuff. That was, I don't even think they started filming it. It might have been in the fall. And, um... So first thing she was, everyone was asking her about the heels and that. And she said, well, I'm fighting for that. She's like, that's the character. I know who she is. That's what she would do. I'm not losing that. And I remember that being a big fear of mine because media backlash is easy to fall into. Like calling all of them be like, well, we don't want any more negativity. So we'll just kind of follow what the media is telling us to do. So we don't have to worry about that. And they were going to, you know, it was in the script to have shoes. And she was like, nope, this isn't her. I'm going to stand by her. And I was so proud of her in that moment. <laughs> you mean in Fallen Kingdom when it's like the yeah. first shot is ever. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. I thought that was pretty clever. Uh, but I mean, then I like that scene, too, because it is like I didn't realize that. But it's like, oh, the first scene that we see Claire in, in every. Do you think we're going to see her in an elevator in the beginning of, of Jurassic World 3 just to like keep the the sort of mirroring? You know, we first see her in an elevator in Jurassic World in an elevator in Fallen Kingdom. I wonder what elevator it would be, though. I know. I didn't <laughs> think that through. But now I now I want that. Now I need the heels in the elevator. It's a thing. Um, what did you think of? Did you did you read Evolution of Claire? Oh my goodness, yes. I got it early and I was so excited. It was one of my favorite things. Oh, wait, what am I talking about? I listened to your interview with with Tess. (laughs) I'm like, it's all coming back to me right now. Uh, It's very hot in the studio right now. I will put a link to Jennifer's interview with Tess Sharp and mine as well. They're both really great. And yeah, you should go take a listen to them. Oh, no, of course. It was great. I mean, again, because you... You've been such a shepherd of the character and of, of Bryce's um, ownership of the character and stuff, which has been super fun to follow. Um, did you? Th- I guess it's like I'm just curious why they chose to do it that way of like having Claire kind of like it's almost now where it's like the Claire in evolution of Claire is more similar to the one in Fallen Kingdom than Jurassic. Well, I don't know. It's like I just find um. it interesting that they did it that way. Like. You know, it's almost like she became corrupted and then kind of like got I don't know. It's 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 interesting that they made it that way instead of different. But maybe. I like that. I like the beginning a lot and I like the end a lot because I feel that's the most Jurassic Worldy Claire. Like I love her ambition. Her first, the first three paragraphs, first three paragraphs, first three chapters of the book is probably my favorite except maybe the last one's pretty good too. But the first three, just her whole wanting to do something, be something, lead something, go into politics, just something like that. I mean, that's that's the Claire that I would think Jurassic World Claire was. That's the one I love. That's the one I relate to the most. So those first three chapters, I loved her ambition. And then the last one, how she just gets 
broken at the yeah. end and that that's the turning point for who she is i'm like i want more of that like i want the rest of those chapters because that that was the interesting part the yeah. middle was fine it was fun it was cute but the first three and like maybe the last three were the meat of it and my favorite part by yeah far. well i just love the idea to me just the imagery of like you know a young claire being like you know, and having to argue with her mom and like that idea of like wanting to fight for what you believe in and following your dreams and stuff, that stuff's super relatable. And just like dinosaurs never help. I think the line was like dinosaurs won't help you get elected to political office or Congress or something. And I'm just like, this is the kind of stuff that I live for, like that I want more of, you know? Oh, you know, another part I loved when she first was sitting with Ms. Ronnie at that dinner or whatever. And she was like, um, he, he said something about oh politics are so ruthless you have to be mean and she's like well maybe i am ruthless kind of thing and yeah. i just love that whole conversation <laughs> yeah well i wonder then maybe um you know like uh, for fallen kingdom claire coming at the point where it is like the volcano killing so many of our babies um you know i wonder if in jurassic world 3 she's going to start off like more empowered maybe or like it's like the world is changed i mean it's just it's hard to know but it's i feel like at the end of at the end of fallen kingdom she's like like i feel like she's on a mission you know in a way i want that i want that and i just don't want this um dpg mission i want like i want her what i was even said before um on a couple other podcasts that i want for three would be maybe her to go into politics and to her have some kind of important value to the people who are, um, oh, my cat, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> the people who, oh, can I get her really quick? Yeah, yeah. Cross- She's like clawing at the door. Um, it's a crossover with the Percast. How old is she now? It really is a crossover. This girl, this one is five. I have three cats. You have three cats? I guess I've, I do. Is this the kitten or no? Um, no, this is Patches. She, we got her and her sister, their calicos, um, five years ago, er, and we just got the little gray one about nine months ago. Aww. She's still a baby. She's maybe almost a year, but Patchy is about five, and she just wanted in my bed. Okay. <laughs> um, oh my goodness! What was I saying? Well, I was saying something about. Well, you just made me think. Like, what if Claire Daring becomes? Pre- what if Claire Daring's president? Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, that's right. What I want for three. Um. Okay, so I want her to have something that was lacking in Fallen Kingdom was an importance of value because the the island's gone and her power is gone and her importance is gone. And something I wanted in in Fallen Kingdom was some kind of consequence or someone to maybe blackmail her because she still kind of had a connection to the island. But now that the island's gone, she has no connection to the dinosaurs being out, really. I mean, vaguely you can connect it, but really her story's kind of over. So I want her to have some kind of power, information, hold a, a high position like in politics or have some control over something that the people who have all this dinosaur data will need. You know that that's a to- you're, I didn't even think about that. You're totally just blowing my mind right now. <laughs> like considering how many you know, it's that thing of like when we watch a movie so many times. But you're right. It's like it, it's she kind of like fulfills her. I don't know, like obligation or something to the park. But now it's like, well, then yeah, you're right. Like, what is her? She's she's kind of aimless, you know. Which is yeah. I like those scenes the way Bryce plays them. You know, like remember the first time you saw Dinah? Like those scenes are so powerful. But now that now that you're I really like the con- the context of it of like she's almost like okay well now what do I do and and how can I help these creatures and stuff 
I want her to come back in like just a, 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 a like a, a dress suit and heels and just like killing things with with her with power and authority and and value and importance. Yeah, That's what I want. I, I feel like we could we're gonna see her in a pantsuit at some point in Jurassic World three. I feel like that's Good. like the the best of both worlds and and is you know chic as fuck and yeah now that also wasn't she joking in an interview like she's just gonna have like a buzzed like buzzed hair and stuff because it's I really hope they do that I I think that like to to create such a visual um, aesthetic for for her character for each movie just sounds so like so it's so cool you know I, I like that idea a lot you know what I always um wanted for for Claire even moving forward is for, not for her to be the villain but for her to have a really flawed mean streak maybe I mean that's not the right word but like a really flawed her like her ambition is so high and her determination is so high that that's such a flaw in her character that she'll almost do not illegal things but but things under the table to get what she wants but she's thinking she's doing the right thing but yet she'll do almost anything to get what she wants kind of like the mills deal but that was very weak compared to what i was meaning but kind of that same thing like she would she would almost blackmail owen she would blackmail somebody she would get information from somewhere from under the table just so she can get funding or whatever she needs and i i want to see that that's happened in these last three years then when she comes back it's like we learn that she kind of wasn't nasty wasn't a villain but she's not perfect and she did a lot of maybe unethical things to get the power that she has right now and i would love to see that unfold Ooh, i like that well it's almost like again it's about saving these dinosaurs so i i could almost at see, all costs I, yeah. could, I could almost see because i just feel like at this point like woo is going to be the full mad scientist but it's like what if she sort of you know captures or corrupts him into helping her you know like yeah. that could be oh kind of cool gosh, yeah. like, i want her to be like four steps ahead of everybody I, at all times now i'm just like because i feel like the books all the time you know they, they they still keep reusing scenes from the books all these years later and i'm like there's still so much good woo stuff from the original book why not repurpose that so it's like the raptor it's like somehow bryce realizes or bryce see i just interchange them uh, claire you know somehow needs that the raptors to get somewhere you know maybe there's more raptors not just blue and it's like that's how woo gets his comeuppance you know and and then he kind of yeah. gets a death similar to how he does in the original novel i would love some kind of twist something involved like she comes like she, not that she comes out of the shadows it's very cliche but the idea that she she's behind something like that and and you didn't know that and here and then owen maybe sees that and he's like kind of like when she went and got the t-rex like kind of yes. that same thing yeah same idea but with power and knowledge and kind of blackmailing but not exactly <laughs> but like kind of not ethics but because the t-rex wasn't really ethics either that was just kind of going with what she knew and she it might not have worked it was dangerous but like same deal so i want that kind of stakes for her again yeah well and you bring up a good point that in jurassic world she w- had a position of authority and then sort of fallen kingdom is her kind of letting go and kind of losing all, a lot of it and you know i mean i think did you like her not pushing the button um i had to think about that a lot because the first thing when i came out of that screening i was with brad um 
Brad Jost and, and Chris. And I said, oh, I kind of wanted her to push it just because it would give an edge. And I'm begging for an <laughs> edge in Fallen Kingdom because she doesn't have very small edge with Mills, not much. But her, the rest of the movie, she's just mothering Maisie and sk- running from dinosaurs. Like in Jurassic World, everything she did had a consequence. In Fallen Kingdom, she's just there for the ride, like running from things. She didn't she didn't have a consequence like all she did was put her hand on the thing and they opened the doors okay or the the computer and that was it yeah just no consequence to her actions (laughs) it's almost like in in some ways like wanting to save the dinosaurs but also like maybe feeling stuck because she didn't want to like screw it up or something i don't know you know, because I, I like that Macy presses it. I feel like it it's almost like a wish fulfillment, like if you're a kid, you know. But, um, yeah, it makes it so complicated. Um, now, my problem with Maisie, I know my fear is that um, she's just going to, Claire's just going to be like the mom figure in three and just take care of Maisie and kind of just be that person and that's like my greatest fear if you see the movie and that's what happens just know that my soul died <laughs> i'm like in the movie theater and i just hear no I'm like yeah. is that all the way on the west coast hearing it all the way over here in california you um, hear it. yeah i would hate that too i i really don't i mean i really i really want to trust that they won't do that because that's not i mean you know that's all the haters who are saying that about her at the end of jurassic world and it's like she literally looks at her sister is like here's your kids back and i'm gonna go off in this other direction like symbolically metaphorically literally she is turning away from family so it's like yeah i I mean honestly I, I for the end of Jurassic World, my thought that I always like, and it's really cold probably, but I, I like to think that she's mourning her park and like mourning her job and she's happy that her family's safe and her sister can take her kids back. But she's thinking about her job and her park and her her life and just everything on the island. I'd like to think that's what she's mourning. Oh, I would be 100%. Every time you leave a job or you, whether it's good or bad or the mixed complications, like that's your, to me, I'm again, why I'm, why I feel like I'm such a Claire. Like I, my work is just as important to me as my relationships with my friends and family. Like your work is, is who you are. And I feel like Claire is very much the same. It's like, if you can't stand, if you can't be proud of what you do, if you can't, commit to it in that way that it's like it's part of you then like what's the point you know yeah I know exactly that's how I relate to that as well I mean I go full in on things obviously and so and as do you so it's like of course well yeah that actually brings me so you were you were doing other things in other fandoms you know preserving being this archivist when did you actually decide to make the jump to sort of because obviously you grew up being a huge Jurassic Park fan being a huge dinosaur Mm -hmm. fan it being part of your your life then at what point do you kind of join Twitter and you know start Bryce Dallas Howard network like how did all that happen and what made you want to I mean I feel Uh, like you're like me where it's like we want to be part of the things we like but yeah I guess how did that all come together it's a good story. Um, so when I said I were right at the point where I saw Jurassic World, loved it, loved Bryce, all of that. And so I naturally go on Google and start looking her up and seeing what she's done and all this stuff. And I couldn't find any source that was really good. I mean, there was one website that was even updated at all. And it was okay. Like I'm, I'm looking at it and thinking I could do better than this, honestly, as it was fine. But I just had so much in me that I knew I could I, I know I'm better than that. I know I could do something better. And so I contacted them and I'm like, so 
you want to join up? Can I help you out? And they're like, well, we're going to be closing this site. Oh, no. And this, this gallery that they had went all the way back. Everything I have in my gallery is from, well, the beginning is from this site because they were closing it and everything in their gallery was going to be lost. And it had stuff from, oh my goodness, stuff I've never seen before. It had interview caps from videos that are long gone. And I mean, it had true treasure in that gallery and I'm like don't close it let me save your gallery like they I, and they're like well wow. okay you have till July 15th or whatever and it's going we're losing our hosts and I was rushing I remember I was in Virginia Beach for a week and every day I was just saving and saving and saving and and organizing and the, the layout that's in my gallery is their layout based on the order like the the categories okay. is basically their cat their um category list and all of that because that's where I got it from that was my bones that was my base of my gallery and I thank them and the timing that worked out because if I wouldn't have contacted them that week I wouldn't have known they were closing and it's just a weird series of events that led me to save that gallery quickly and then it was a matter of I don't want this to get lost I don't want to make another website because I'm so tired that I don't <laughs> want this to get lost yeah. and I don't because I, I was into ER before this that was my fandom before this oh, nice. and I just made an I just made an ER archives like two months I made it in like April and here we are in June and I'm like I'm so tired I, don't um, want to do this I mean it's a lot of work it's it's doing it all is. that stuff so it's it is and I mean I started doing that in the middle of July saving and building and I learned website building completely on my own I knew nothing at all I learned how to buy hosting packages I learned how to what domains are I learned how to build um, everything I learned it all and I opened the day after my birthday on September 9th of that year 2015 wow. that's awesome I mean and yeah it's 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 a, it's I think for me too it's a similar kind of like especially because you know Fallen Kingdom was coming out and I think that's when I was like man I really like this thing and I, I want to be part of it so it, it helps to have a project surrounding it so it kind of keeps you motiv motivated again yeah, I mean you, you have like if you're anything like me you have like a fire in you that you just can't stop it and it's just like a nagging saying you have to do this because this is what you're supposed to be doing it's a very weird thing but I only get it once in a while not often at all and I definitely <laughs> I could not not do this I, like I couldn't I couldn't I could not I didn't have control it was weird <laughs> you, you have a flare that you ignite in it <laughs> that's what it was that's what happened and it was like a destiny thing that I just couldn't not do this and then after doing that um which was like a whirlwind of like not hypnotism but it was just a strange moment of like something else was doing this for me I don't know <laughs> I sound nuts but it was like that it was like it had to happen and it did and then um in November and December January time is when Bryce reached out and I skyped and she called me when I was in Disney World she called my phone she Instagram messaged oh my gosh. me See Instagram messaged when I was I was in Disney World. It was just January twenty seventh of twenty sixteen. She Instagram messaged me and she's like, "Hi, are you BDH Network?" I'm like, "Yeah," and and then she said, "What's your phone number? Can my PR agent call you?" I'm like, oh, "Yeah." And wow. I'm like in the in front of Peter Pan in Disney World. That's usually the and, opposite. Usually the publicist contacts first, and then you talk to Bryce. That's well, hilarious that thing. she. 
she she did that right she said oh, can my PR agent call you and I gave my number and my phone rang and she's and I said hello and she's like hi this is Bryce Howard I'm like oh my god you're calling me that's amazing <laughs> like she called me personally and like she was just she was saying how great she loves the site and she was just like crying I was crying it was beautiful moment and she's like I want to Skype I want to do this and that I'm like I'm gonna die this and, is how I die and you met and you met her for Fallen Kingdom or um let's see well that was that was January like... of 2016 so then I went to the Peach Dragon premiere That's I got right. invited to the Peach Dragon premiere in August of 2016 and then I met her for coffee when I was in California just for vacation, nice. <laughs> I was like, Hey, I'm in, I'm in California. She's like, Oh, and so that happens. That was in November of 2016. And then just a lot of communication in between. And then I got invited to the Fallen Kingdom premiere, um, this June and she gave me VIP tickets to the VIP section to her nook. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> That was insanity. That's so awesome. It's it's so nice to see. It's nice when you know a, an actor or you know a performer can really they realize the value in you know fan communities. I think you know nowadays it's like everything is so like you know like we were saying earlier. It's like everything is so divisive and crazy, and it's like you kind of forget that it's like these are just people, and that's the point. It's like we want to connect and actually be like, hey, we can actually relate and and have a good time and have a good conversation with you know with them and admire their work. You know, that's really what I mean, it's all about. I gotta say, boy, is it a learning process because I didn't know anything going into this, and now it's like, okay, you have an assistant that does this, a publicist that does that, a, a social media manager that I talked to about this, and someone who does this, and then a manager who does this, and then an agent who does that. Like I have all these emails and people, and I'm like where do I go to for what? Because my, um, as you know, my Instagram actually got deleted Instagram deleted my BH network Instagram. That was, in, was, was, that that was, was like a week before June, like in, in the middle of May. It was actually on my mom's birthday. May oh. 16th is when it got deleted. And that was a Friday afternoon. And I contacted, it was Thursday afternoon and I contacted Bryce's team that Friday afternoon after I know that Instagram did not care at all. And they had it back up. Um, Monday morning yeah. <laughs> over a weekend like they had it back up and I'm like dude you people are superheroes so they got that and then and Bryce signed um, books to give away the Evolution of Claire books she sent me books to give away that she signed which was epic and nice yeah they're really really cool supportive folks that's really awesome and that, I mean that makes you I mean I feel like for me that that's the kind of motivation too again is that kind of feedback and everything like that yeah um, yeah, I mean, you want to do well in that case. <laughs> yeah, you want to, I mean, and, and so then what made you want to do Jurassic Vault? <laughs> that's another, um, you know, that's a good, that's a good point. And that's nice segue. Because so I was doing. Boom, boom. I got it. I, that was Podcasting all day. I'm, I'm, You're I'm, professional. I'm oiled up right now. Wait, what? <laughs> You're slippery. Um, yeah. So. With with BDH Network, um, I have to have logins to Getty and AP Images and, and so forth, like all these and Shutterfly. I think it's Shutterstock, not Shutterfly, Shutterstock. And like all those um, photo agencies yeah. I had, so I get my good pictures from. And I noticed that there was a lot of high quality stills for Jurassic Park and just a lot of things that I wasn't sure the fandom 
knew of or had access to or had access to in the quality that these agencies offer. And while I was saving all my Bryce stuff, I'm like, you know what? I, I'm in these logs anyway. I could just save this Jurassic stuff for people because why the hell did it go to waste? And I could just save it right now. So I went through and I saved all of the Jurassic stuff I could find. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to put this in a simple gallery and simply upload it and it will, it'll be easy. It'll be so easy. <laughs> and then famous last me, words. Yeah. Being me, nothing is easy. I make nothing easy for myself. I had to be so thorough and make sure that I had no duplicates and I had every picture ever taken and quality the highest standards. So um, that's what I've been doing with the vault. I'm, I'm, it started with all the pictures I got at the agencies and now I'm just um, getting everything I can and making sure I don't have duplicates and then releasing them in groups as I go so I don't have any confusion and it's as organized as possible and people have a place that they can literally get anything they'll ever need. It, my goal is to have everything uploaded there in one place at the highest quality ever available on the internet in one beautiful archive mm. photo gallery. I mean, it already is. It's already gorgeous to see them in my feed all the time and yeah, it's like we want because that's how we get to know the thing better. But I think having a place where you can actually see high res stills of, you know, of the movies, it's like we're going to be able to discover new secrets and stuff yeah. for years to come. That was a motivation behind the caps. I honestly wasn't thinking about screen caps at all because I was my focus was the agency photos because that's yeah. where I started from and that's what I was doing and the behind the scenes photos and just collecting it from Facebook and ever I can get. So I didn't even think of caps at all until people were kind of requesting them and then the 4K came out and I made them. I made the caps for BDH Network and I'm like these are really really beautiful caps and making caps is not easy. No, <laughs> making I, caps, I can't even imagine how hard it must be. They take so long and I, I do uh, frame by frame and then I usually come out with like 1500 and I go through and delete till I get to about 700 to make sure I get the perfect ones and the pristine quality and nothing's blurred. Everyone looks good. Wow. So I know I'm crazy. <laughs> I told you. I told you I'm crazy. I can't just make anything easy. So I do that. So they're really good quality the best I could do and a lot of time goes into them and I don't know if that always comes across it's like oh yeah caps I'm like okay my life force went into those caps <laughs> but yeah so that that just came about from people asking for them so I, I did Jurassic World 4k caps and Fallen Kingdom 4k caps but my focus is still on the stills and cool things because like right now I want to get I wanted to get those stills out of the way I mean the caps out of the way because I have posters I have literal Jurassic World of uh, Jurassic Park where are they? Posters, um, which I know people have seen, like people post the posters sometimes and it's nice. But let me tell you how many Jurassic Park posters I want to release. Let me get that. I have 128 unique Jurassic World, um, Jurassic Park posters. Wait, from like from back in the day, different languages, from different back releases. In the day, different That's releases, everything, everything. Blu-ray covers, new ones, old ones, old VHSs. Posters used for promotional, non-use promotional, just poster art made from the artists who made the posters and didn't get released. Like literally 128 Whoa. posters, a collection that That's I awesome. want to release. Because people were like, oh, I've never seen that poster because a few people post ones that they find. And like, I'm like, oh, you just wait. You just <laughs> wait until I get to these. <laughs> I will put a link to this direct page so you can see all the really cool and unexpected Jurassic Park posters from back in the day on Jurassic Vault. 
I mean, you even for the other day, I feel like you were like, oh, here's some promo stills of like Claire that have never been seen before. And I'm like, where are these coming from? Like how, how like how are these? It's like it's so weird sometimes to see stuff floating around and you're like. How like it's I don't understand how any of this gets out there and but it but it's kind of fun I guess to discover them you know when it they when they reveal something. themselves yeah it is so much fun I gotta say that is the perk because I I know I have such a ridiculous memory I don't know why my memory is just so stupid and ridiculous but I visualize everything and I remember everything so well and so whenever I see pictures I remember details so small that if I see one that's slightly different out my my brain will like trigger it and then I'll quickly remember where that came from look to compare it and if it's different then we have a new still nice mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Wait, so then, so then I know this is a podcast and it's not visual, but maybe we, you know, we'll, we'll obviously link to, but what are some Jurassic posters that are your favorites that are like kind of unique? Let's see. I, I actually, I have this open now so we can Ooh. discuss this. Um, see, I don't know what people know and what people don't know because <laughs> I was little when Jurassic Park came out and then I didn't get internet until later and I wasn't really in the Jurassic Park fandom. So, but my favorite are like the minimalist ones. Like there's one, um, with the Amber and there's like a butterfly in it and it says, it has the definition of chaos theory above it. And it's like wrinkly. It looks like it was in an ad at one time. Um, but it, it looks like it was scanned and it was like a paper unless that was intentional Photoshop, but it looks like it was folded in fours at one point and someone scanned it and it has an amber circle and a butterfly inside. It says chaos theory, noun, the study of unpredictable and complex dynamic systems that are highly sensitive to small changes in external conditions. And it says that at the top and it says Jurassic Park, then it has all the, the credits down below. And I, that's one of my favorite ones because I've never seen that before. Wow. I don't, I don't know if I, I don't even know. I don't think I've seen that. And there's a couple that just have, again, the most of the amber stick out to me because they're just like simplistic and cool. And it tells you a lot about what Jurassic Park is without a dinosaur on it. And this <laughs> one has, this one has the amber with a mosquito in it. They're all like, I want to say photoshopped or colored or I'm not sure. I don't know. They didn't have that back in the day. So I'm not really sure <laughs> how these were made, but yeah, there's a couple with Amber and there, yeah, another one with Amber that's kind of like in a dinosaur eye sort of, Ooh. but yeah, there's one to... with a cow on it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I remember seeing the floating head ones like, and that kind of blowing my mind 
ones where like it had it almost looked like illustrated like drew struzan of like the characters heads like floating and i don't even know if those were from back in the day or if somebody just mm. did them for fun now but yeah i think I, I have those i think i know what you mean yeah i i definitely i think i have those um yeah, there's there's a cool couple. There's a lot of black and white ones. I don't know if people know about. Oh, the black I don't even and white. know there is black and white ones. Yeah, it's like they were almost sketched, or maybe they were just ideas of posters at one time. I think I, these were from IGN because they watermarked them. But it's it's like opening. Oh, it's um for the ride. Open. Oh, maybe not for the ride. Oh no, it says opening two thousand. Oh, it's not for the ride. It's for the movie. But the park is opening. Okay, it says <laughs> um like dinosaur crossing it has a picture of dinosaurs and a crossing sign it says at jurassic park opening 1993 a steven spielberg film and it's black and white and it looks like it was scanned oh that's cool an ad i've never i've never seen that yeah these ones i've never seen these are legit like scanned from a newspaper or something (laughs) there's a lot of them that way a lot of them and they're super cool it's stuff like that that i like oh go ahead I was just saying, I can't wait to release these because people I feel like are really, I mean, they might've seen one or two here and there, but to have all 128 at your disposal is however you want them. Like that's what I want to create with the vault. I want to create something, for example, like what you're saying before, if somebody um, wants a specific still or wants a specific moment captured, okay, they know where to get it. Or if they remember something from 20 years ago or 10 years ago and they're like I wonder if that was actually a poster or if that was actually a still and then they go in there and see it and then that kind of they have access to that well that's my goal yeah that's or I guess that's what I was that's what's so exciting about it is it it almost is like that's because a lot of the big stuff the main stuff that's always going to be accessible in a way that's the stuff that'll most likely be archived but I mean you know, I think about the Jurassic Park cereal that came out when the Lost World came out, like that cereal box. Like, I know I have that in in like my dad's attic, like that the original. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I don't think I saved the cereal. I think I had to. I probably threw that away at some point. But um, <laughs> but you know, it's stuff like that that kind of like the things that aren't necessarily guaranteed to be archived. That's really fun yeah. to go back to. And I, as an adult, I discovered that there were. Australian Jurassic Park trading cards and it seems like the team whoever because it's like the original Jurassic Park has like very kind of like with Jurassic World it's like there's there's these certain poses and renders that you kind of see being used again and again um, and certain publicity stills and stuff and it was like that with Jurassic Park but these Australian cards had just different angles and different exactly different um, framings and stuff and you know there's a, they have a really nice uh, uh, scan or like photo of the of Ellie and um, of Dr. Sattler and Dr. Grant doing a high five and you know just things like that we were like whoa like again even as I like never saw this as a kid it just like blew my mind an example a good example is what you posted I think I think it was you on Instagram I think on your story I think okay making (laughs) this up it might have been on Twitter I don't know um but you got a a book a a new book right with a a fallen kingdom yes storybook and yeah and there when you were when I was looking through the pages um that you had on there I'm like those are different angles like those are new stills because you didn't show the Claire page when it has like the little bio you only showed the the Zia Lockwood um Frank page you didn't take a picture of the Claire page I'm like I want to know what picture they had oh, I'll, I'll definitely like, take know. I'll definitely take pictures of all that stuff and send to you but like I want to know if that was a new angle because you had the one um, or at the bottom of the page like she 
when she was getting off the plane um, or getting on the plane or, or something with the plane um, that was totally recreated because she was not wearing like the outfit. Oh, in that thought. But that was in the book because you you um, you showed that picture. And I was like, that's a new angle. Where's that picture? Like, oh, wow. Then that's why. But I mean, that's why I like getting that stuff, because it is you will find those little nuggets of like, yeah, you really do. But sometimes it's hard, though. I mean, it's actually funny because I feel like in my brain, because I pay attention to the Claire stuff a lot in my head, I think maybe I passed over it. Like the fact that you're mentioning it right now. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's like now I can't wait to get home and actually like open it up and be like, wait a minute. And then I was like, I'm definitely going to send it to you and then we can compare. But like. To me, it, I didn't. It, it was almost like I'm so used to it, I didn't notice the difference. But I'm so trained. I'm so trained. <laughs> like the first thing I did was like scope out the Claire's and then see if it was different than what's in my brain already. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I will. I will definitely send that to you. Uh, yeah, but that's yeah. So again, it, it's like weird because that Fallen Kingdom book. I didn't even know what it was, but it was just on eBay for five dollars, and I was like, 2019 annual. Like, what is this? Like. And it, yeah, it's, it's basically just a storybook with like games in it too. There's like, you know, escape the lava and stuff like that. But it's, I, I like that stuff. Cause you, it's nice to have some of those things in print, you know, like cool scans and cool yeah. art and, and stills. You know, there's so many of those little books and little things. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can't keep track. They don't even promote them. They don't even mention it. And exactly. You just come across them and you're like, what? I didn't know this existed. It's just so, so, and it's new, new stills in there. Exactly. It's just, I don't know any of that exists. Do, do you, do you collect, I forgot. Do you collect any of the, like, have you been collecting any of the toy stuff or anything like that? Or, um, I, I collected everything that had DPG on it. Like nice. I've collected the, the DPG socks. I got like five <laughs> of them. I co- I have two DPG mugs. I have a DPG hat that I will never wear because I don't wear hats, but I, I got that. And the shirt and like anything that had DPG on it. I got the Claire Funko, obviously, the Claire Barbie, obviously, <laughs> um, the Claire figures, like just that. For the dinosaurs, I got the Carno. Um... And oh, I got the Colossal Rex. I got oh, nice. the I don't have that. remote control, remote control Jeep. And I don't think too much of the toys of that, of like general, like Josh got a lot of dinosaurs. So, <laughs> I mean, he got two Mosasauruses and he, he got the Baryonyx. Like he got a lot of the other toys. Oh, nice. I know. I'm still mad. I mean, I guess I, I feel like our episode, this episode is going to be very Claire and Bryce heavy, but I, I'm still so mad that we... The fact that I literally had to go buy the original Claire figure on eBay that I never saw her in stores once still pisses me off so much because it's like she's the main character. Like this is this I is know. this is the equivalent of like if there wasn't any Ray toys or any you know Princess Leia toys. Like it's 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 really to me that like as much as I love all the Mattel toys and I love how they've really brought back dinosaurs and brought back Jurassic Park into the mainstream of like going to Target and getting to see dinosaur toys. I think the fact that the Claire figure was so unavailable, I think is kind of, to me, the biggest um, letdown personally. Well, here's to explain you how crazy, if people don't think I'm crazy by now, I'll just like full on here. Okay. So I, 
Um, the original Claire figure, the one with the gyrosphere, is the one I'm going to talk about here because that one came out first. You know, the one with the yellow jacket came out later. But the first round was Claire and the gyro, and that was not in my stores ever. Like, it eventually came out, but it took a while. And it just so happened that right when the toys were getting released, me and Josh went, we're going to Universal Studios in Florida, and you know they're going to have all the toys there and marked up like ridiculous. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I wanted, I wanted my Claire gyro in my hands like I didn't want to order it on Amazon I I wanted it like I wanted to hold it I wanted to take it off the shelf and pay for it like that's what I wanted to do with with my first price figure that's what I wanted so we went um and in the airport is a universal Orlando gift shop and the first thing I go to is oh my gosh there's Claire's on the shelf like I freaked out and I looked at each one and um I knew the park would have more but I wanted it in my hand so I bought one I bought one the best one out of the out of the lot of course of just like her. So I bought that one. And then we went to city, you know, you go to city walk, you go in your hotel gift shop, you go in the theme parks. I went, me and Josh went every single gift shop looking at Jurassic toys. And I analyzed every single Claire on property and then bought a second one. That was my favorite one. <laughs> out nice. of every Claire I analyzed on property. So I came out with two, two gyrosphere Claire's one bought on a whim and one deeply analyzed going <laughs> through every single store. <laughs> yeah. You got one to keep on the shelf and one to, one to play with, you know? Exactly. <laughs> that's how I that's what I do as well. And for the other Claire, I did order on Amazon because it was just impossible. You couldn't get it anywhere. And it was so sad. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it just it for to have your to have your main character of a franchise be unavailable. It just it just seemed very strange. And there's so many Owens available. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like literally just like dozens of, of Owens, you know, just like littering the shelves, like in the food section, know. you know, in, the, in the in the throwing. candle section. It's just like throwing them away, like there's giving just... giving them away. And the Barbies weren't even in store at all. I, I remember seeing them. Yeah, I think I only ever saw them at Universal Studios. Right. Um, and you went to... Because I again, I had Sam on. Um, I think either one or two episodes before you, um, and mentioned that you all ended up going out for coming out to LA for Fallen Kingdom yeah. and doing all that stuff. Like that just oh, sounds like such a cool. It's funny because I ended up going to London for Fallen Kingdom. I saw um, that your your um a year ago pictures, your like throwback pictures. I was like, you were in London during that. I didn't know. That. Just because it was just such a weird release thing and. You know, it's I've never been somebody to like travel for stuff that I like because I just kind of almost didn't think it was possible. Like, oh, you can go to a different state or a different country to go do a thing that you like. It just seemed like right. vacations were kind of like a family trip or you mm -hmm. traveled for work or stuff like that. And so um, it was one of those things where I was like, well, I really want to see this movie you know, I want to see it when it first comes out because it just is it, it was one of those things where I was just like, well, this thing is really important to me. And it ended up being a thing where I feel like the whole month was it was just, it really was Jurassic June last year, you know, yeah. and and so it didn't deter people from discussing the movie all month. But it still was kind of like it felt like it just was like, all right, can we talk about it now? Like it's still not, it's not coming out to the U.S. until the, you know, the 20th or something like that. I hope I hope yeah. nothing like that. I It would be really nice for Jurassic World three if if it comes out on the same day everywhere, you know. Yeah, I think it will. But yeah, my June, I, I did a screening in New York um, on the 5th. So I saw it on June, June 5th. So I saw it before folks in London on the 7th. I saw it on the 5th. And then, so I went to New York on the 5th. And then I went to the premiere on the 12th. So I went to California on the 12th. And then I went back to California like 
two weeks later or so to go out with the, that group with Sam and, and Dylan and Josh and the whole whole group. And we went out to Universal Orlando for that weekend for the 22nd. And we saw it on like on City Walk, the midnight showing. And, it, and it, they had like a party going on City Walk. They had the gyrosphere out. Like it was so fun. And we were all dressed up. Like I had my DPG <laughs> gear and, and they were, it was just so fun. Like we were just so into it. We walked the whole park. Like it's cosplay. It was awesome. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Well, and it was, it was a nice surprise. I mean, I, I put together that little trivia night and the fact oh my that gosh, you're right. That's it, you. Oh my goodness. That was the best. I know. Well, we, I mean, it really was like such a whirlwind that, and again, I, I feel like that was really when I was kind of starting to, to sort of connect with people in the community and stuff. So the fact that you and, and Sam and Josh and everyone was there, I was like, wait a minute, these are these people I see on Twitter all the time, you know, and like, like, what are they doing oh, here? So like, much. like, what, like what's hat? And then you guys won and, you know, of I course know, you guys won. That was ridiculous. That was like the funnest thing. We had so much fun at that day because that was just ridiculous. I know because we, we, we did win and that was nuts and it was so much fun and I just loved it. I loved hanging out with people like that and it was just the best day. I'm, yeah. I was the, so glad we went to that. Do you feel like your Jurassic June this year has been as busy or do you feel like just because the film, there's no film, it's kind of um, a little more well, chill? I'm getting married on Saturday. <laughs> oh shit! It's this. So, it's this Saturday. Yeah, it's the 22nd. It's the one year anniversary of Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom coming out. I'm gonna ask: Is it a fully Jurassic themed wedding? <laughs> you ask. Yes, it is. It's very Jurassic. <laughs> it's very. It's Disney too. It's half Disney and half Jurassic. It's epic. We it's we haven't we claim the um Isla New Bar sign first that they that they named their isla new bar um and down at hollywood we have an actual banner that we like started building to put on the bar and then we have the when dinosaurs ruled the earth banner to hang up and our card box is literally like a jurassic world cool jungle card box and like it's it's full on that's amazing that's so exciting and uh i mean our entrance music when we walk in is going to be the heavy metal jurassic park theme yes that's so cool oh my gosh that's so exciting that's so cool that you get to like that that's something that you've shared and that you get to kind of you know express it in that way and get to be you're like this is the thing i like so i'm gonna do it exactly exactly (laughs) and you know what it's gonna be fun and that that's literally been my month (laughs) wow that's been my june just getting that done <laughs> that, you're like look there's sure a movie came out but this is really where it's this is really where it's at just a heads up that at the very end of the episode you will get to hear jennifer describe her jurassic wedding day so stay tuned for that this has been so much fun jennifer my last question this is a dumb question um you know presuming they get alan and ellie to come back for jurassic world three checks notes yep it's official laura Dern, sam neill and Jeff Goldblum are coming back. Exciting. Do you want to see them back together or not? That is not a dumb question. That is a brilliant question. I guess it depends on who you ask, but I think it's a brilliant question. And I fully support this. I think the universe needs to realign. It needs to fix this like catastrophic event. And everything will be right in the world. And I could watch... I like Jurassic Park 3, as I said before. And... I would like it more if I knew there was a happy ending for them because I, I like that a lot and uh, that, that needs to happen. Yes, they need to fix that so bad. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> yes, I love that. We have been, <laughs> the Jurassic universe has been in retrograde ever since. 
it's just wrong. Like things need to realign. It's just people are broken and it's a factor of all the whole world just needs to, it's wrong. It's wrong. It needs to be fixed. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, well, this has been so much fun, Jennifer. I'm so glad we finally got to chat. Uh, thank oh, you. I'm so glad you asked me. I was so excited when you asked me to be on because I just love all, everything that you do. You're like ridiculous with all your podcasting. And I was like, oh, you want me? That's awesome. No, I mean, it's again, it's like you are such a, a vital member of the community. So it's it's like, yeah, all the work you do is really awesome and important. So um, um, that I'm, means a lot. Thank you. Uh, and you talked to me like literally right before your wedding. So I appreciate you squeezing me <laughs> yeah. in, squeezing me in right before. This will come out after, but uh, I'm presuming there will be lots of, um, you know, full, full dinosaurs, full and happy dinosaurs afterwards uh, from yes. the experience. So uh, many. As some of you may know, I just got married on June 22nd of this year to fellow Jurassic fandom member Josh, aka Nublar7. And our wedding was very traditional, but also heavily themed with mixings of Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, the whole Jurassic thing, um, Disney, and also a bit of vintage Victorian because all three of those things define me greatly. Um, the venue was a 1920s ballroom and the table assignments were Disney Fast Passes. However, the Jurassic portions were beyond. I mean, we had two banners, an Isla New Bar banner above the bar, and of course, a When Dinosaurs Rolled the Earth banner over the balcony. Um, our card box was custom made to be Jurassic World, complete with the gates, the T-Rex, other dinosaurs, little figurines, greenery, leaves, the whole deal. It was epic. Um, the, gift, the gift table was fully decorated using our collection of Mattel toys and we set up and aligned the dinosaurs for various scenes and poses and had the gyrosphere and figurines. It was so cool and epic and everybody loved that. It was so cute. Uh, the, our favors were mini dinos riding in Cinderella carriages, which is perfect. Um, but the biggest Jurassic element by far was the company and the people who came because just in our wedding party we had Jack and Chris from Jurassic Outpost and also Brad Jost from the Jurassic Podcast all three of them were were in our wedding party and that was amazing because we love them so much and it was incredible for them to make the trip over and do the whole process with us and I mean we're, they're just mean a lot to us and they're really great friends so that was fantastic um also as attendees from the fandom we had samantha endres i'm not sure exactly how to say her last name but i'm sure you guys know who i'm talking about but samantha was there Corey was there caleb tom jurassic tom who does a lot of the mattel um pictures and poses and professional things online and he also does stuff with brad at the jurassic podcast he came from england which is nuts and christine lord christine you may know her she came from vancouver which was also nuts and um we had ashley kelsey and nicole all from the bryce fandom who are also jurassic fans as well but they all came so we had a total of 13 including josh and i people from the fandom unite for this event and we got a group picture together and it was just nuts to have um, those people, those 13 people in a line from together. They make come from seven states and two countries 
And these are people who have known each other in the fandom for a while. And, but some have met, some may not have met, but by the end of the night, everyone was extremely great friends, close friends. And even now it's changed the relationships completely because you can look online and they are just closer than ever. And it's just incredible to have an event like that, Jurassic themed, where it's more about the people and the community. And I mean, the people and community of the Jurassic fandom are those people, are people who can bond over the same things. It's not just about the theming itself or the dinosaurs or money or anything like that. It's that group of 13 people together flying from all over the world to meet and to hang out. And it's that that fandom, that that group of people came together over their love of Jurassic. And I mean, that's what it's really about. So aside from any Jurassic winning out there, the group of people that met and came together for this event that's what it's about. That that made it the most Jurassic wedding ever to have all those people in one room. And it was just the best. It, you can't ask for anything better than that. And it just shows you the power of a fandom and the community of it. So that was the most amazing day. Thanks to all those people who came out. And I just love them to death. Thanks so much for listening. You can find Jennifer online at Bryce Dallas Howard Network, Jurassic Vault, Jurassic Outpost, and Jurassic Park Podcast. Uh, her Twitter is Jennifer Lynn 89 Her Instagram is Jennifer underscore Tarek. The Bryce Dallas Howard Network is uh, twitter.com slash BDH Network, Instagram BDH Network. You can go to, you know, you can go to the website and Jurassic Vault is twitter.com slash Jurassic Vault, also JurassicVault.com. You can go all the places. Jennifer is amazing. I've been slowly getting back on schedule. Please listen to September's mini-sode for more info about Season 2's delay. Trust me, it'll be worth the wait. And listen to these last few late-breaking episodes where Brennan White, a.k.a. Beeksels, a.k.a. Bonnie Puns, and I break down the new Jurassic short, Battle of Big Rock, and the amazing Jurassic World 3 casting confirmations that we were lucky enough to witness in person at the Collider Jurassic World screening just this last week. Come run the Jurassic World run at Universal Studios this November with me. Uh, use my code JRPOD10 for $10 off registration. Uh, I'll include a note in the show notes for details. And also Tom Jurassic is having a UK meetup October 26th. That's a Saturday, October 26th at 10 a.m. at the Natural History Museum in London. So if you live in the UK, you should go hang out with Tom Jurassic. And, you know, it's the Natural History Museum and Dinosaurs. What more do you want? This month's spooky Halloween question. What are the scariest moments in the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World movies? Call to leave your response, 323-688-6969, or respond in an email at cjurassicright.gmail.com, or respond to one of the social posts, as always. And follow C Jurassic Right on Instagram at cjurassicright, on Twitter at sjrpod. Join the Facebook group by searching C Jurassic Right Podcast, and follow me at Stephen Ray Morris. Thanks as always for your patience, and I'll see you next week. Fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.